Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we are a week away from the beginning of Tennessee Titans training camp, and that means we are going to continue our 2022 training camp preview here on the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to be looking at everyone at the past catching positions, wide receiver and tight end. Who are my locks to make the roster? Who are on the roster bubble? And who are the long shots to make the final 53? Do the Titans have enough at wide receiver right now? What bubble guys could not only make the team, but make an impact in 2022? And do any of these long shots actually have a chance to make the squad? I'll go over all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. fans, it is part two of our 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We talked about the offensive backfield with quarterback and running back and did a little special teams on yesterday's show. Make sure to check that out if you missed it. But today is about the wide receivers and the tight ends. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. It goes a long way to help support the channel. We are back to five days a week for the rest of of the football season all the way until next summer. So make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. Diving right in to this conversation about the roster locks, the roster bubble guys, and then the roster long shots. We're going to start with the locks at wide receiver. And I think this is not very controversial. My four locks at wide receiver. Robert Woods, of course, who has been bumped up to that number one wide receiver spot with the trade of A.J. Brown. You got Nick Westbrook Aquina, who has caught the ire of a lot of people in uh, the Titans fan base, including myself. And it's not necessarily that NWI isn't worthy of having his roster spot. It's the position and the role that the Titans are trying to put him in. He was the Titans' second leading receiver last year, and I think most people agreed that coming into this season, you can't have Nick Westbrook-Akina set up to play a major, major role as one of your starting wide receivers. And the Titans have made him their number two wide receiver by design at this point. I don't know if you can count on rookies like Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips. We know that this Titans organization relies on their veterans and the guys that they trust. And if the Titans are in a two wide receiver set out on the field with two tight ends, I think the two wide receivers that are going to be out there are Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook-Akina. So not meant to hate on NWI at all, but the Titans are putting him in a position that his talent simply can't be in. So it's unfortunate, but that's where we're at with the two locks to start the two Titans starting wide receivers. And then you have those two rookies that I mentioned, Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips, who I both think are locks to make the roster. But at wide receiver, that's it for me. That's the top four wide receivers on the Titans team right now. And you have to ask yourself, 
Is that good enough? Last year, the Titans' top four coming in was what we thought on paper was AJ and Julio, and then Chester Rogers and Marcus Johnson. Well, there were a lot of injuries. I mean, three of those, Chester Rogers played throughout the year, but I'd call his impact minimal. One of my big things throughout this offseason is needing to upgrade the Chester Rogers role. Hopefully, Traylon Burks can do that. Kyle Phillips, I don't know if he's a huge upgrade over Chester Rogers right now. He's a rookie. Guys, I know that we want to be optimistic and we want to have faith in some of these rookies, but we should know better than to count on huge years from rookie players. We should know better. So, with only NWI, a guy who everyone agreed, hey, he could be on the team and be your fourth wide receiver, but he can't be your number two. And then Robert Woods, who's consistently been a number two wide receiver in his career, now a wide receiver one. Are those top four wide receivers good enough? I don't think so. I don't. And I think the Titans need a splash of talent from the veteran free agent market. But we'll discuss that a little bit more when we talk about who that competition is between. The guy out on the free agency market or what the Titans have in-house when we talk about the bubble guys. But those four wide receivers are my four locks right now. And I got to tell you guys, relying on two rookies, I don't think that's good enough for the Titans to hit the goals that we all want them to hit. Now at tight end, Austin Hooper, obviously a lock. Chigakonkwa, who, yeah, maybe kind of bubble-ish, you think, coming in to training camp at some point or when he first got drafted, late round draft pick, all that. But after a great performance in the early offseason activities, Chigakonkwa clearly a lock on the roster to me. Jeff Swain, I will say, if he's not traded at any time, Swain is a lock to make the roster. I think those three tight ends are locked to make the roster, and I feel comfortable. Whereas I don't feel very comfortable with the wide receiver group, I feel completely comfortable with the tight end group, and hopefully the strength of the tight end group can help balance out what I think is a major weakness on the Titans team in their receiving core. So hopefully offensively, if the Titans go with those heavier tight end packages that I've been talking about on offense for the last few months, hopefully if they do that, it'll minimize it. But that pass-catching group as a whole, I don't think that it would be Super Bowl-worthy at this time. I don't know if any addition in free agency could help that either. Um, but I think that the talent of the tight ends, if the wide receivers stay healthy, will be good enough to allow the Titans to win the division again, which, in my opinion, is the ceiling of the team at this time. But we're going to continue talking about all the people at both pass-catching positions. We just went over the locks. Now it's time to talk about those guys who were on the roster bubble, who I could see making the team. But I think, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't put my money on it, is I guess how I would explain it. Before we get into all of that, though, do want to tell you guys about our friends over at Dave. Level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we're a little tight on cash and maybe you could use a few extra gallons of gas or you got another save the date, you need to buy a gift. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses do pop up on you. And Dave can help you out when you're in a pinch. That's uh, D-A-V-E, Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift, or 
just catch up on your bills. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief when they need it most with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. So again, download Dave from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees do apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Members FDIC. Future you. Well, thank you. Titans fans, let's continue part two of our 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We just went over the locks at wide receiver and tight end. On yesterday's show, we went over quarterback, running back, fullback, and special teams. Make sure to catch up on that. If you missed it, we are going to be doing uh, offensive line tomorrow, and then on Thursday and Friday, or the last two shows of the week, whenever you happen to listen to them, are going to be the defensive front seven, and then the defensive backfield. Next week, we're going to look at some talent tiers on the roster. We're going to be talking about some of the bigger questions going into training camp, and I'll outline the schedule and everything like that. And then Wednesday, the Titans will be on the practice field. So I'll be here on Wednesday night recapping all of that with you guys. But moving into our bubble guys on the Titans roster at wide receiver and tight end. For me at wide receiver, it's a trio of, well, I'll say four people. I'll say four people. I'll throw a fourth in there. I'll say, actually, let's be fair. I'll do five. I'll do five. And they're all battling. For that fifth wide receiver spot. I talked about my four locks. And I think it's kind of hard to dispute that those are the four locks. So you look at the first tier of bubble guys at wide receiver. Des Fitzpatrick. Racy McMath. Josh Malone. So you look at that first tier of guys. Des really struggled last year knowing what to do, knowing where to be, running routes at the proper depth, running routes, reading the defense properly to choose on those option routes where, hey, if it's cover two, you do this route. If it's cover three, you do this route. And understanding what to do, Des Fitzpatrick was not there. And that was never more evident than that game against the Houston Texans where Tannehill threw four interceptions. And I would say that uh, Des Fitzpatrick was responsible for two of them. Because he didn't know where to go. And you could hear, I will never forget, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. You could hear on the TV broadcast while watching the game, Ryan Tannehill audibles. And he looks over and he holds his hand out. And he says, Dez, you got me? Dez, you got me? I think he might have said, Dez, you got it? Either way. But I have never in my life seen a quarterback audible and then scream at his wide receiver and be like, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I've never seen that. That was wild to me, okay? And then, of course, Tannehill chews him out on the sideline. We see that video later. So, and let me be fair. I didn't like the Des Fitzpatrick pick. I crushed it immediately. Real time. Did not like the pick. Did not like the trade. Amon Ross St. Brown was out there. Again, this pick didn't necessarily work out for Baltimore, I believe, but Tylen Wallace was out there. Brevin Jordan, the tight end for the Texans, right now their starter, who played pretty well against the Titans late in the season. Brevin Jordan was there. I loved Amon Ross St. Brown and Brevin Jordan 
in the 2021 draft. I love them. And to see the Titans not only pick Des Fitzpatrick instead, but trade multiple picks in the back rounds to trade up and get him. When Dane Brugler had him as a priority free agent, pro football focuses draft guy didn't even have Des Fitzpatrick in it. So I'm biased. I don't believe in Des Fitzpatrick. I'm sure he's a good guy. I like this all feels so personal and it makes me upset. I don't want it to be a personal attack. We're talking about football. I don't think he's good enough. I think it was a wasted pick. And I think it would just be dangerous if he ends up as the fifth wide receiver. Some people in the fan base would be like, yes, he's taking steps. He's progressing. Finally, they're going to get some value out of that pick who they traded up for but couldn't even make the roster last year and had to go to the practice squad. I think uh, it would be a glass half full situation of, oh my God, Des Fitzpatrick was the fifth best wide receiver. Which behind him, Racy McMath, who was quite frankly a disaster as a wide receiver last year when he got to play. He's a special teams only player, but the Titans need a fifth wide receiver. We can't do this thing every year with a Titans stack wide receiver five and six with special teams guys who are gunners. Okay, we can't do that. And that's why I said keeping three quarterbacks on yesterday's show messes up the math so bad. The Titans need depth at wide receiver. And if you're going to have a bunch of guys who really aren't that great at the back end, then you're going to need a couple of them. Josh Malone, another guy, six foot two, six foot three, burner. His prototype as a player, tall, fast. That is a skill set that the Titans need. Now, Racy's tall and fast, but I just don't think he has wide receiver skills. Uh, Dez, if you can't catch up to the game and the playbook and all that, then it doesn't matter how good you are or how talented you are. Um, so Josh Malone, out of this group, this tier of guys in the bubble, I think has the best chance of actually making the team. He's who I would want to see because there's at least a little bit of skill set upside here that matches what the Titans don't have. Nick Westbrook-Akina is not a burner, even though he's big. Woods, we know, is a tactical guy. He's not a guy who's going to be explosive out on the field. Burks has the potential to be that, but I don't think he's a 4-3, you know, 4-4 down the field guy. He probably would have ran a 4-5-9, something like that. His physicality is what allows him, his combination of size, speed, and physicality uh, is what allows him. Kyle Phillips, obviously a totally different kind of player. Slot guy, quick. Um so I think Josh Malone's skill set would be something that the Titans don't have. But give me Will Fuller over those guys any day of the week, even if it's for only eight games. I'd rather have eight games of Fuller, who's had 60 catches, multiple touchdown games, big performances in the NFL. I'd rather have that guy, even if he only plays for half a season, as my fifth wide receiver. Then have the, keep six wide receivers. Bring in Will Fuller and keep Josh Malone. Now you have a young Will Fuller, not literally. I don't think Josh Malone will turn into Will Fuller, but a skill set that matches. And then you have Will Fuller too. And the games that Will Fuller's not available, you go with Josh Malone. It's still your fifth wide receiver. And if Will Fuller works out, now you have a legitimate number two wide receiver. Robert Woods cutting in all the holes in the zone, being smart, being tactical. Will Fuller running down the field, opening things up, and then Traylon Burks operating as your gadget guy, your, your guy who you can just pop a bubble screen to, a tunnel screen to, get a quick slant over the middle, and he can take it 70 yards. Like, that is a legitimate top three in the NFL. Woods, Fuller, and Books, if Fuller is healthy. And even if that's for eight games, 
I think that would have a tremendous impact on the Titans' ability to go past what I think their ceiling is right now. Now, you also have Mason Kinsey, but I think the Titans drafted Kyle Phillips because they don't believe in Mason Kinsey. And Mason Kinsey couldn't even get on the field last year when the Titans had a ton of injuries. So although I like Machine Gun Kinsey, and I wish that he would work out, and I thought he had an awesome preseason last year, again, guys, we have to realize our bias that we are overly optimistic for some of these back-end roster, undrafted, free agent, stolen from other practice squad type guys. We always think they're going to work out, and the one guy who did was Nick Westbrook-Akina, and nobody really appreciates him anymore. <laughs> so we just have to be realistic. Cody Hollister, again, he's Nick Westbrook-Akina insurance, in my opinion. That's how I see Cody Hollister. I think it would be, I think it would be kind of nice if Cody Hollister put on some extra weight and just became a big tight end, like a Mike Gesicki type tight end who could play for the Titans. I think that would make a lot of sense, especially with with Tommy Hudson being a little hurt. So I would say those five were the bubble for the roster, and it being so wide open kind of scares me. Des Fitzpatrick, Racy McMath, Josh Malone, Mason Kinsey, Cody Hollister. I'd much rather have eight games of Will Fuller, maybe take a look at Kenny Stills, Alan Hearns, somebody like that I, I think would make more sense for me. Um, at tight end, though, quickly, Tommy Hudson, Briley Moore. I think Briley Moore just can't stay healthy. Um, I have much more faith in Tommy Hudson, who I've seen on the roster before. I think it would be smart for the Titans to keep four tight ends this year because of what I think will be a, a, a jump back to multiple heavy tight end personnel packages for the Titans on offense. So I would keep Tommy Hudson, but I, I have to admit he's on the bubble. Here's one thing I would say. I know Michael Pruitt's injury was nasty, but if he could come back healthy, I think I'd rather have Pruitt over those two as well and go with Hooper, Chig, Swaim, and Pruitt. Now, I do want to mention this. If Hudson is healthy and plays well in camp, if I'm the Titans, I'm trading Jeff Swaim and trying to get you know some of that money back from that contract. I think that's an option for the Titans if Tommy Hudson is healthy and plays well. Because I think at this point, Tommy Hudson can't be much worse than Jeff Swaim with how poorly Swaim played last year. Now, maybe back in a role that makes sense for him where he's not out on the field all the time, and he's just a, a backup run-blocking tight end, maybe Swam could get back to, to being a guy who goes above his value. But at his contract right now, with what we saw last year, I have a hard time believing that. But that's the bubble. Now we're going to get to the long shot guys. And there is at least one long shot guy that I think has a chance to make this roster. We'll get into that in just a moment. Before we do, do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds in a protein bar when you go with Built Bar. You get all the health benefits that you want in a protein bar, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, but you get all the taste benefits of a candy bar. All the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They have a ton of different delicious flavors and textures to choose from. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, let's cap off part two 
of our 2022 Locked On Titans training camp preview. I reminded you guys early, I'll do it again. Yesterday was the offensive backfield with quarterback, running back, fullback, and we did some special teams as well. If you missed that, check that out. Coming later this week, offensive line tomorrow. After that, the defensive front seven. After that, the defensive backfield. So excited to dive into all that with you guys. But we are going to finish up here with our long shots at wide receiver and tight end. And I'll give you guys a reminder of who I think are actually going to make this Team. But before we get into it, I do got to tell you guys about an awesome project that we're doing here at the Locked On Podcast Network in partnership with Bet Online. So, Bet Online put together a top 50 most valuable players in the NFL list based on who moves the betting line. That is what the basis of the list is. There are two Tennessee Titans on the list. Monday was 41 through 50. Now you're going to have 31 through 40. So, make sure you guys check out. The first two installments of that. The Titans are going to be coming up on Wednesday or Thursday. One Titan, I think, was incredibly disrespected. One Titan, I think, got the respect that he deserves. So check that out. It's on the Locked On NFL podcast feed. Also, just check out the Locked On NFL podcast for all your national news. Thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first to listen every day, though. That I do appreciate. But let's move forward. Long shots here for the Titans. At wide receiver, I got three guys. We got Brandon Lewis, who's like a five foot nine undrafted free agent. We got Juwan Green, who was added most recently out of this, who's about six foot tall, got some speed, kind of a Des Fitzpatrick type guy. And then we have Reggie Roverson from SMU. And Roverson is an interesting guy because he was one of the better wide receivers. Uh, in, in his conference in college football, it seemed like, until he suffered a few major injuries. And he came back last year in college, and he didn't quite look the same because of the injuries. Now, the question becomes, and the reason that he went undrafted is, will he ever return to his pre-injury form? It remains to be seen. But if he does... We're talking about a six foot one, six foot two burner down the field, like a burner down the field, which, like I'm talking about all episode long, that's exactly what the Titans need is that field stretcher. And I know that Nick Westbrook Akina did an article with, with Justin Milo from uh, from Broadway Sports. Shout out to Justin, does great work and doing an interview series right now with a lot of different guys on the team. It's pretty cool. And NWI thinks he can be the field stretcher, but I'm sorry, he's just not fast enough to do that. He's just not. So, Roberson is the guy. Lewis is too much like Kenzie and Phillips. He's not going to be able to beat them out. Juwan Green, not special to me. He's just an end of the end of the roster camp body to help fill out what they got to do. Camp body. It's a it's a name for a reason. Okay. But for me. Roberson is the guy to watch by far because his skill set and his pedigree makes sense as a guy who may be an NFL player. So that's something to watch. Hopefully, years removed from some of these injuries, he could stay healthy and make an impact, carve out a role. Because I think there is an opportunity of all the positions where we're going to talk about long shots, wide receiver is one where I think you could do it. You could do it. And Roberson, out of all these guys, is the guy that I really think could do it if he stays healthy and can be himself again. But obviously, that's a long shot to happen, which is why he's in here. As for tight end, Thomas 
Odukoye came to the Titans through the NFL's International Pathway Program. He's a guy who's from the Netherlands. Big bodied, six foot six, big tight end. Did play some college in the States, though. But everything that we've heard out of camp is he's just, just not quite up to the task. Just got a long way to go before I think he could, you know, even realistically stay on the training camp roster. Guys, remember, there's churn during the training camp. A lot of these guys that we talk about, maybe not a lot, but that bottom 20 or so, John Robinson's talked about this publicly in past years. That bottom 20 out of the 90 guys, 20 to 30, churn. Guys get cut on other practice squads. As the rosters get cut down to 80 to 85, all that, as other guys get cut on other teams who have a surplus at talent. Like, I think the Titans are real stacked at interior defensive line right now. So, I think if the Titans cut somebody, they'd get picked up by another team who is maybe weak at interior D-line. The Titans will be a team that does things like that. I think wide receiver could be a position, certainly, that they take a look at. But tight end, again, if Tommy Hudson isn't healthy, if Briley Moore isn't ready, Odukoye is not is not ready to 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 take on the task that he has to right now. So it's a good story. I like what the Titans are doing, giving international players opportunities. But I could see Odukoye not being with the team for very long in some of those early offseason activities. He just really got he really struggled. He got taken advantage of, fumbled the ball, got it knocked out a lot. Just didn't seem to belong. So. I'm hoping the best for him, as I am with all these guys. You don't want to see anybody's dream die, but we got to worry about what's best for the Tennessee Titans right now. And I think the Titans could find a more competitive end of the roster player than Thomas Odekoye. So we'll see what happens there, and I'll be ready to update you guys whenever that happens. So for me, I think we got Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook-Akina, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, and I I do think Des Fitzpatrick ultimately gets that spot. I hope not. I sure hope I'm wrong. Uh, I think the Titans keep Hooper, Chig, and Swaim. I don't think that Hudson is able to break through because of the need to keep five running backs, or five backs, I should say, and three quarterbacks. So I think that kind of throws off the math there. But uh, that's what I see for the pass catcher position. Again, tomorrow we're going to be talking offensive line. But that's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.